Welcome back to the NBA Unconfused podcast. Uh, we're very excited to be back after quite a long break, but as the school year wraps up, it seems like a good time to come back and talk about where things are in the NBA, especially with the finals in progress as we speak. By the time you hear this, it may all be over. But as of right now, it's still in progress. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Zane, talk to us a little bit about where, how we got to where we are today in the NBA Finals. Okay, well, there's a lot to go through. But first of all, uh, the Miami Heat uh, reached the Finals from the Eastern Conference after being the eighth seed, the lowest seed to make the playoffs, um, and upsetting every team they played, honestly. Like, maybe not maybe not an upset um, within uh, what we expected from them at that point, but uh, definitely an upset um, just in every way for every series because so, they're the lowest seed. It's not possible for them not to be playing in a series that's not an upset. Yeah, and so to clarify on the NBA playoffs, I know I think it changes still pretty regularly, but they did, so the play-in, they had to do, the Heat had mm-hmm. to play in to get the eight seed. Yes. Right? They so they, it's even, if we were doing a traditional bracket, it's kind of lower than an eight seed because they had to yeah. win just to become the eight seed, right? I'm pretty, they might have been seeded as the seventh or eight seed coming in. I think probably, I think the eight seed when they were coming in, coming into the play in. Uh, but yeah, still like, they still had impressive. to win. Yeah, very impressive to win in the play and then come in, win against the, um, Milwaukee Bucks in the first round, who are f- favorites to win the championship. Honestly. Right, right. Like, probably the second, probably the second biggest favorite to win the championship. Yeah, we talked about them quite a bit. Yeah, and they got, um, kind of embarrassed by the Heat. I remember a, a specific interview. Yeah, yeah. I th- I'm pretty sure that's what that's what everybody saw after the after the. Remind me, game. I can't think of his name. Giannis. Giannis. Yeah. yeah. He, he, like, got mad at the reporter who was like, do you think this season is a failure? And he goes, like, you asked me this question last year, too. Uh, he says his name. <laughs> I forget his name. Um, but, and he basically talks about, like, oh, every year that you don't get a promotion at your job, is that a failure? Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty brutal after you yeah. get ejected early. But, so, he'd have made the finals through insane adversity. Um, almost almost giving up a historic comeback to the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals, where the Celtics almost came back from a 3 nothing deficit. Um, That's right. They won in seven games. Yeah, they won in seven games. Um, they're sitting now at 3-1, sorry, 1-3 in the NBA Finals. And the Nuggets' next game will have, an, will have the opportunity to win their first ever franchise championship. Okay, so that's a big deal, right? How many teams are there? Do you know off the top of your head how many have not won a championship? I think it's the Nuggets. Um, it's it's around five, I think. So, yeah, not that many um, left. Okay. Because so, for a lot of teams, there's like an odd year right. in like the 60s where they won or something like that. And is the, the Nuggets would be, they're, they're an expansion team at some point. Yeah, they're from the ABA. Okay. Oh, they go that far back. Yeah, they 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 were from the ABA merger. I'm pretty sure it okay. was them, the Rockets, the Spurs, 
Maybe not the I, I, I don't know. I can't remember. But I know the Nuggets were definitely from the ABA. Okay. So so talk about the uh, talk about Denver's um, path to the finals. How were they first of all, were they expected? I know Miami wasn't yes. expected to be there. No, Denver was expected to be in the finals. They were the number one seed coming into the playoffs. So they were the most I, I, everybody thought that they should make the finals. Um I believe first round they went up against I can't remember who they went up against first round. But in the conference finals they played the Lakers and beat them because the Lakers were also not supposed to be at that point being the seventh seed. Um another team that had to make it in through the play. Um, and yeah, the Nuggets were definitely supposed to be here. They have Nikola Jokic, who's coming off back-to-back MVPs. Now he's not the reigning MVP because, um, because Joel Embiid won it this year. Um, but a lot of people believe he should have been the MVP. And if he wasn't the MVP, he was a very close runner-up. For last season or this, this season, current season? This current season. They oh. already released that. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. so it was Joel Embiid um, center for the 76ers. Well, so now this is his payback. Yeah. <laughs> Try much. to go win it. Pretty much, yeah. I know anybody would take uh, a championship over MVP. Yeah, and I think it's super interesting because I was thinking about this the other day. That this really solidifies his legacy. as If he gets, if he has two MVPs, how many, however many All-NBA selections and All-Star selections he has, and a championship, that's a really good resume this early in his career. Yeah, and it's also, we were talking about a little bit about this before. Talk about the makeup of the Nuggets and what that means because they're, we've talked about in the past on the podcast the idea of like super teams and players mm-hmm. going somewhere yeah. to play with several other stars to be able to make it to a championship. That's not what we're talking about here, is it? No, uh, neither team is a super team. In fact, the Miami Heat are definitely the opposite of a super team. We can get to that in a second, but the Nuggets, um, they're very homegrown. Uh, both Jokic and Jamal Murray, their other star, who's the point guard, um, are I I believe both adri- were both drafted by the Nuggets. Um, Jokic in like the second round in twenty fourteen, which is insane. Yeah, that's wild. Um, and the surrounding team they have are either really good role players or solid role players. Like there's there's. They have Aaron Gordon, who was on the Magic for a couple years, um, and he used to be a more of a star, but now he's ju- he's definitely a role player. Uh, but the team they have surrounding is super good for the for their star players, um, because with Jokic's like pass heavy style, not I don't want to say pass heavy because he's still he's putting up like thirty points a game, but with his pass heavy style for a center, uh, ten assists a game is not normal for a center. Yeah, far from normal. Like I've the seen second some... most for a center like this season. Second most assists average this season for a center was like six. Right, I saw some. I've seen some clips from him that just wild. Yeah. No look passes. A lot of, you know, curling yeah. around another player. He yeah. does a lot of that kind of really slick passing. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I mean, he. It's always a little bit surprising because he doesn't. If you just saw him. He doesn't look like a player that's going to run the court like that, but he just yeah. does. Yeah, he does. He um he does what a lot of people talk about when they talk about uh, European players, which is he he uh plays the game at his own pace. He slows the game down. They talk about the same thing with Luka Doncic. 
that's one of the reasons that Jokic is so dynamic on the court with his passing and with his scoring is that he plays the game at his own pace. And that's, you know, something you, you may not think. You're like, oh, Jokic, he's, he's out of shape. He's slow. Um, he's, he's not, he's like seven feet. He's not a passer. But then, like, you know, when you see him play, you realize how he is able to do that. And he's a, he's very flashy for somebody who's considered not to be flashy. Right. He's considered to be like a Tim Duncan type player where it's like, well, he's so good, but nobody cares because he's not like flashy enough, I guess. Right. So this is most of his flashiness in the passing game. Yeah, most of his flash. He, when he scores, it's not flashy whatsoever. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him dunk. Right. Um, he, but like his scoring is mostly three pointers. Um, step. His step back is is um, so odd because it's the exact way you think he he would do a step back by looking at him. He like hops back on one foot and just kind of like fronts hmm. up a shot. Uh, but he during this final series, he's been scoring a lot in the paint. Um, and kind of like abusing uh, Miami's paint defense, which is not bad by any means. It's just that he's so good at, at um, getting mismatches and, and uh, getting around uh, players in the paint. that I mean, really the only person who can guard him is Bam Adebayo, and they can't always have Bam Adebayo in the game. Right. Uh, Bam Adebayo is the Miami Heat center. Um, defensive Player of the Year candidate. Uh, for the past like three years, like he he's always been a dynamic defender, and still even he with still that is, but even with that he yeah. can't. Well, he can. He's done okay of defending Jokic, but everybody else can't do anything. So if Jokic gets a mismatch, uh, they just run into this problem where they're like, well, you can't double him because then somebody's open where he can just pass it to them or get them on a cut or something like that. Um, and a lot of the players on on the Nuggets are very, they're just scorers, right? There's a whole thing. Michael Porter Jr. is the small forward, starting small forward for the Nuggets. His whole thing, he doesn't do anything other than score. He's not a good defender. He's not a good passer. He's not a good rebounder. But he, he scores so much. Not so much. But he scores enough that he's so valuable. And the way... Like he he Jokic can just give him the ball at near the hoop and he'll score. Your or, use of air quotes on podcasts is just phenomenal. <laughs> well, I'm assuming that people can hear in my voice that I'm that I'm using. Air quotes. I'm sure. I'm sure they can. I'm and that was absolutely a compliment. Air quotes like like that. You see, <laughs> they they can definitely tell. Um, but the way the team is structured, where he's really the only pass heavy player. Um, and he can still score so much. Where Jamal Murray is definitely, um, he he can definitely pass. He gets assists. Um, Jokic and Murray, you know, they became the first duo in NBA Finals history to both have triple doubles. Um, so obviously Murray is still a passer. Uh, just he can he's such a good scorer in the way he scores. Um, that Jokic it can set him up or he can draw attention and just give. Murray, like the, the, the opportunities that he needs. Okay, so we'll record another podcast in the next few days if the storyline changes, but let's assume the Nuggets win. Is this beginning of a dominant team that can potentially so. win more championships, or is this a one-off and then other teams start to bubble up now 
uh, I'm not even sure who the other dominant teams would be, or are we heading into a period where there's not a dominant team? I would love for that to be the case. If there was not a dominant team, that would be amazing. Uh, Just the problem is that, uh, for one, this team is... um, It surrounds Jokic. He's the main guy. And and dominant teams in the past have been... You have your main guy, but you also have another star. This could be Jamal Murray. I just don't think he's at that level yet. He wasn't an all-star this year. He hasn't been an all-star for a while. Right, but if he... Um, If they both had triple doubles in a single game in the finals, we may be headed there, right? Mm, We could be. Yeah, I I think it's it's possible. It's definitely possible. Just the problem is that um, I don't know how well they can stick together the team. So, like, all of the other players, you know, coming at the bench or, or filling out the starting lineup, whatever, uh, like, do they all perform the same way they have this playoff one, you know? Like, do they consistently... Because some of them are players that are not known for playing this way. Right, like, so, but I guess uh, I guess isn't that always a challenge? But if, you're, yeah. but if you have a solid core, I mean, isn't that what Golden State did? I mean, it's really around the core. Well, Golden State's a little different because they built a core... Then, but their core was also three all stars. Then added another all star, and, um, kind of built a little bit of a bench. But they didn't really need a bench. The and they also revolutionized offense. Um. So I don't think Denver has done that. But I do think that that they can um, become a dominant force. It's just the problem is that, I mean, we've seen that with what the the Bucks are a similar team. Where they they have a, a dominant point guard who is good at something that that um he, his skill set is fits his big man, and they have you know they're both stars and they have another maybe like good player that's not an all star but I do the air quotes again <laughs> quote unquote an all star but is almost all star level um. And I mean the Bucks won in twenty twenty one and they fell fall, fallen short uh in the years since then. Um I mean like we talked about before, they lost in the first round to the Miami Heat. Right. So they they haven't become dominant. You could you could think that they would have after Everybody I mean, did think they would. Jokic and Giannis are almost are very similar in accolades. They both won back to back MVPs. Um, Giannis might even be better because he has the defensive player of the year as well. Um, by accol- this is all by accolades. Mm-hmm. I think I think Jokic is better right now, um, just because of how large his skill set is. But, um, and like you know, you could say, oh, wouldn't the Bucks become a dominant team because of this? You know, they have this dominant duo. They have this. They they have a solid core, but they didn't. Yeah, and you still you still have to go out and win. It's all that's... chance. I feel like, and they're still. They still win. They were still the number one seed. It's just the problem is when it comes to the playoffs, how well does everybody perform? Yeah, you still have to win in the playoffs. That's what right. I meant to say. And I think <laughs> when we see, yeah, when we see um, teams dominate the playoffs in the past, it's been number one. Like I mean, the last time we really saw a team like this dominate the playoffs was Kobe and Shaq. You could say you could say Jokic is on the level of Shaq. You could say that. Right. Uh, I think that's very. They're definitely different, but I think they're similar in the way 
in in the way that they're both so dominant. I think that's they're similar in how dominant they both are. They're well, just in different ways, and it's hard it's hard to measure that. Yeah, and I think what what might be really interesting over the next few years is not whether they can find all the right pieces and keep the right pieces, mm-hmm. but can he continue to elevate other players? Because yeah. there, it it sounds from your description and from what I've read that one of the things he's doing is making other players better. And if mm-hmm. you can make other players better consistently, uh, and if he has figured out himself how to do that, how to, you know, if you're if you've got such creative passes that you're getting people open on good looks, you know, everybody in the NBA can shoot, right? right. It's just getting open. Mm-hmm. And so if you're getting people open and getting them good looks then you're making other players better. Okay, so we're going to we're going to switch to our last segment. So, mm-hmm. if you recall, Hope. we gave it a name, but I can't remember what it is. We'll we'll get back to that. Um, so, I think it's unconfused this tweet. Yes. is what we're calling it. So, I have another one from I think this is the same guy that I did the last one on, but he's just he's just too much of a gold mine for these types of tweets. Okay. So, but but remember, I because you've stumbled on this in the past, I hate yeah. to bring up your failures. Um, but sometimes, as a parent, it's necessary to remind oh your your children of their failures. In the middle of a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's you know, and sometimes the shame of it is what corrects the behavior. Okay, well, I'll just read the tweet so that I don't give anything else away. This is a, this is about the NBA finals. Okay. Um, one day ago, the Nuggets snatched the Heat solos, and I mean, took the life out of them. Miami had a great run, but this series is over. I'm not trying to hear or talk about the Heat making some type of historical run because it ain't happening. Carry the hill on. Now, if you're familiar with this guy, that last sentence, the last phrase might have, you know. Um, okay, so I, I have no idea who it is, so tell yeah. me who the... who the. <laughs> it's Kendrick Perkins. Um, okay, so he's a talking NBA head. Player. Yes, notorious talking head. Um, read, read the tweet again. It's it's pretty w- long. Yeah, I want to I want to see if I can guess as to why he's definitely angry. The Nuggets sna- so the part is he he puts some stuff in caps. Okay. The Nuggets snatched the Heat souls, and I mean <laughs> took the life out of them. Miami had a great run, but this series is over. I'm not trying to to hear or talk about the Heat making some type of historical run because it ain't happening. Carry the hell on. Okay, so. Um. It feels like there's some sort of body snatcher reference in there that might have been some sort of joke. Um, and it feels like... He uses really weird capital letters, too. <laughs> he capitalizes, like, random words. Historical so, and souls were both capitalized. Yeah, it's an, it's an epidemic of bad capitalization. Yeah. So the, uh, the second thing is that... And stop interrupting me now. I can't remember what the second thing was. The second thing is that there is, it seems like maybe he, I'm going to guess that he played for the Celtics. Because, he did at, at one point, yes. Okay. I don't know. That, could that, that just be random, I guess? Yeah, that's really random. <laughs> but he definitely did. He was a journeyman. Um, it, it just seemed like from the tone that maybe the whole talk of, because it was the Heat and the Celtics, mm-hmm. right? In the finals, Eastern Conference finals. And uh, the Celtics were on a um, big comeback. No, yeah. 
Yes, the Celtics were on a big comeback and, and failed. They lost the final game. For yeah. So otherwise, I mean, those are that's all I have is clues. Um, do you have more context than that, or just no? A crazy this is tweet? all the context I have, but I'm pretty sure I can decipher this tweet. So, okay. Um, he's basically saying the Nuggets have stunned the Heat so much that there's no way they come back from this, and that nobody should even be speculating about them coming back because it's so impossible. Um. And yet, like he doesn't think they have the they have it in them to make a historical run at a comeback, and that historical run would be a three one comeback, which would which has only been done one other time in finals history. All right, so I, I kind of got that. I thought there was more to the references. Yeah, that there were there were more references. <laughs> I just thought it was funny the way he said it because <laughs> he 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 really I mean, and he's not wrong. I don't think he he definitely makes this is this this tweet is not just like. Oh, it, if it was the opposite way, then I would... Think like, it's not just what he wants to happen. Yes. But no, it's also... Ob- it's uh, very obviously... It's kind of a silly prediction to make at this point. Mm-hmm. When a team's down 3-1, to yeah, one, so yeah. he historically the ago, odds so. are against them. He made this a day ago, so this is... Like, he he knew already that they were down 3-1. This is not like he made this at the start of the series. Got it. All right. Well, that does it for our episode. We are going to come back pretty soon um, with some other great topics. Uh, Zane and I have been... Uh, having conversations at the dinner table, ruining ruining the dinner time conversation by talking sports yeah. and coming up with topics uh, for um, for future episodes. We have a couple of great episodes that we're going to work on this week uh, and release pretty soon. So uh, keep an eye out for those. Keep an ear out for those. Whatever you have to keep out, and we will talk to you soon. Whatever you have to keep out.